Hello there. This is the Psychology Report, and I'm Dr. Hedberg. Today I would like to address a national issue that not only affects our teenagers, but affects all people of all ages. That is drug use. I'd like to title this something like Form a Habit and Lose a Mind. You see, in the American culture today, we have a relaxed attitude about drug use. We encourage it. States pass laws. We have about nine states now that allow marijuana to be used not only for medical purposes, but for recreational purposes. Now think about it. Who enjoys recreation? Kids. Young people. Teenagers. So when you have drugs in your state, in your community, available for recreational purposes, put the two and two together. When kids have recreational activities, drugs are present. Why wouldn't they be? The state says it's per perfectly fine. Unless you as a family, unless you as parents, take a different position. You see, drugs have entered our world, to be sure. But they haven't yet become an unclaimed piece of territory. Parents still own the child. Parents still have the say over what a child does or doesn't do. Parents still have influence. Might be somewhat less, might be somewhat minimal, but it's still there. Look at some of the research that's been done recently. One out of 17 high school seniors say that they have used marijuana daily. Now, think of it. If your child is a senior in high school using marijuana daily, it didn't start that way. It started in junior high school. started in when he was a sophomore, when he was a freshman, when he was a junior. It started sometime before he became a senior. And we know from research that kids start using drugs at about age 14. That's when they start high school. Or they're finishing junior high school. So a senior, one out of 17, say they use marijuana daily. But what's the effect of that? Other studies show this, of when kids use marijuana daily. They lose attention. In other words, they have problems paying attention in school. They have problems paying attention to a, a movie, or reading a book, or talking to parents even, for that matter. They lose attention. They lose memory. Their ability to recall, their ability to store information in memory and retrieve it for utilization purposes is now impaired. They have problems with problem solving. They can't think through. They can't analyze and solve a problem. They have trouble with learning ability which means the grades are lower, you say. And we have evidence now that even their functional intelligence has been reduced from regular marijuana use. So you have a kid that could have been fairly smart ordinarily without drug use, but now with drug use has at least a 5 or 10 point disadvantage in his functional intelligence. Why would you let your kid do that? Why would you encourage that? Why would you do that as a parent, as a model, as an example, for your kids to do the same thing? See, what you do, they do. What you do, you can't tell them not to do it. We're not living in that kind of a world anymore. See, it used to be, you don't do that because I said so, I'm your parent. But kids don't go by that anymore. If you do it, they will. If you don't, it's more likely that they will not. So that's one piece of research in the area of drug use. Think of another one. 82% of teenagers interviewed in a recent survey said that peer pressure 
was responsible for the drug use. Now, here's what the research says on that. It isn't peer pressure. What it is is that a kid gets the idea in his mind of what it's like to smoke marijuana. He's intrigued by it. He thinks about it. He plays it out in his head. He imagines himself as a smoker, being under the influence of, of the drug. And then he's in school and he's around other kids that smoke and enjoy their marijuana. Now he gets the idea of yielding to peer pressure. Now he responds to peer pressure. So it isn't that he just goes to school and somebody approaches him as a friend. He first of all has to have that idea in mind that this is something he would like to do or would like to try or would like to experience. And then yields through peer pressure. The kids also said in that survey, 44% of them said this, that a contributing factor to their drug use was the fact that they were not clearly educated as to the dangers of drug use. In other words, parents didn't do their job. The schools didn't do their job. The church didn't do their job. The Boy Scout troop didn't do its job. The Girl Scout troop didn't do its job. Friends and neighbors didn't do their job. You see, drug use is in part related to how much you know about it or how much you don't know about it or what you know that is actually false information. So it's not only information, it's accurate information. It's research bona fide education. Kids are going to say all kinds of things. That it doesn't matter, it doesn't influence you, there's no problem, it doesn't hurt you. Cigarettes are worse, alcohol is worse. They're going to go through all that litany. But kids aren't going to say, look it, you're going to have memory problems. You're going to have less intelligence. You're going to have less problem solving ability. You're going to have less analytic ability. You're going to have less ability to memorize and to put things in your brain and use it you know, for the future. Kids aren't going to say that. Thirdly, here's another little piece of research finding. 60% of teenagers who abuse prescription drugs get them from friends and their parents and their relatives. You see, prescription drugs doesn't come off the street, generally speaking. Later on it does, because then they start buying them on the street. But where does it start? It starts in the home when parents have prescriptive medication in their medicine chest in the bathroom. Kids can sneak in there at any time. Take pill A, pill B, pill C, particularly the the, the painkillers, particularly the painkillers. They love those, you see. So if you have a chest full of painkillers, that's an open invitation for your kids to go in and start trying the effects of drugs. And that's where a lot of drugs start. And then it moves on to drugs such as marijuana and methamphetamine and cocaine and some of the other drugs available at school and on the streets and by their friends. More kids die from prescription drugs, particularly painkillers, than they, than they die from heroin and cocaine combined. Prescription drugs is a killer. we got to be serious about this. When you bring 
a prescriptive drug, particular painkiller, into your house and make it freely available, you are irresponsible as a parent. You are putting your kid at a temptation level beyond his ability to control and to resist. So we got to start thinking about that. Now, there's a kind of a drug informational kit that's available, particularly to police officers. And it was designed for police officers to use to go into school. It's called The Truth About Drugs. It's an informational kit. It's a DVD and a booklet, material for passing out. And police officers are encouraged to use this kit by going into schools and giving lectures and having seminars and having forums and discussion groups. The truth about drugs. You can get it at drugfreeworld.com. Drugfreeworld.com. You can get it there. Just go to the section where it says free info kit. Free info kit. So I encourage you to do that. Now here's my message to the law enforcement officers of our country and to our police departments and to our sheriffs. Put into your program an hour a day for every police officer, for every sheriff, to stop by a school and just be friendly. Just visit. Just be known. Just have a presence. Now, hopefully in that hour, the school would open its door to give you opportunity to be a messenger to hold a seminar, to hold a forum, to hold a discussion group on drug use, and use such material as this, the truth about drugs. Try it. This is Dr. Alan Hedberg, and this has been the Psychology Report. I refer you to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. See you again. Bye for now.